Welcome to the Meditation Conversation. You are listening to Karan Alessandra. Hi everyone and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. Today we're very glad to have Jasper joining us from Denmark, so not too far away from me in Sweden and we have Cara in the US, of course. And um, Jasper, he has worked for many years as um, a spiritual counselor, a healer, and a clairvoyant. And um, I met Jasper like three years ago on a spiritual retreat in Assisi, at Ananda Assisi. We didn't get to know each other a lot then, but I get to know each other more through an online community. And um, it thought it would be very interesting to hear about his journey and perhaps um, we'll get some myths about clairvoyance and yeah. Yeah. So welcome, Jasper. And I'm so excited so to much. have you here. Thank you for being here. And and what joy to have two Scandinavian people. You're not outnumbered this time. Almost always Alessandra is outnumbered by, <laughs> by North Americans. But um, anyway, so it's such a joy to have you here, Jasper. Um, I'm really curious to get to know your background and your um, your... You, you were telling us a little bit before we started that everything, you know, you've had these abilities since you were a child. And I'm really curious to hear about that and about your your healing and your um, spiritual counseling. And you've got like a whole breadth of skills that you are um, with which to bring your light to the world. So can we just start from the beginning and and how did these abilities start to show themselves and present themselves in your life so I, was, I think i was about four years old for the first time i can remember anything and uh, i was lying in bed at night and uh, and and seeing these uh, like living light beings at the end of the bed and i would like uh, communicate with them and they would communicate with me in, in sort of a on a like a telepathic level or thought level you could say and they would always always give answers to my questions um but i you know i didn't i didn't think that it was odd or strange in any way what <laughs> a me, blessing it was, like, you know, it was just like uh you know it was just like my invisible friends mm -hmm. and uh, and then later on i remember also, it, most of these things actually happened during night times, actually, coming to think of it. And I remember lying in bed with my brother, and he was, we had like the, I don't know what you call it in English, but I was in the bottom and he was on top. Bunk bed? Uh, uh, a what? A bunk bed, we would say. A bunk bed, exactly. Uh -huh. and, and we would have this, we would have this little game where I was, um, I was going to guess what he was thinking about mm. all the time. And uh, I, I always guessed it. It was like always wow. funny things he would uh, he would be thinking about, and I could see what he was thinking about. Wow! Oh, wow. And and then later, when I became like an adolescent, or how to say, like a teenager, mm. uh, I used to have what you call what is in the terminology called precognitive dreams, which means that you dream something and it will happen, and then, then a couple of um, weeks, a month later, 
you would actually find yourself in that exact situation. And it's not just like, you know, uh, that there's a certain outcome. I actually dreamt my future being in the situation. You know, wow. so it's like, it's like um, trans. Oh, I would say like transporting myself into the future and I find myself and I always got like the chills and shiver and I remember wow I've been here I've seen this and in two seconds time she is going to say that and this is going to happen and you know I'm just like okay I'm just like watching wow. uh, what was going on yeah so that was really weird and but um, you know I just you know it was just part of my life mm. for many years and I think the reason for it was that it was a sort of like a message to me that I should work or be working in that line of area because I grew up in a little town and, you know, a little psychic or, you know, it was just like a normal kid running around playing soccer and, you know, mm. so, but, but today I see it like, a, like a message, like a sign that I, I'm, I was going to work with it. Mm. Uh, and and then the really big thing that made me realize that I had abilities was in was when I was in high school, and I had a vision that we were going on like a um, like a trip with the, the the high school choir to Hungary, and I had a vision that one of the the kids there would would die, would fall out the window, and would uh, would die. Um, oh my gosh! So I just had this this really uncomfortable feeling about the whole trip, and actually, then the night before, I we were out and we were playing like what is called pool, like playing pool, mm-hmm. and I I was with this this young man, and uh, I could see above his head there were really some weird energies, like like cloudy and. Everything like uh, like misty and you know shady uh, energies over his head and but I thought well they have some strong beers here in Hungary and you know, <laughs> like, you know and, uh, uh, so I didn't really you know I'm still like not too aware of what was going on and then um, then in the morning then somebody fell of uh, how to say found this young man and he did fall out the window and, was and this was the one that you saw those energies the same yeah oh, and, wow. and, and the, the whole night I was dreaming about falling that I was falling in a you know in a dark room and it was oh. weird, weird. yeah it was it was quite creepy but um yeah so that was like a traumatic experience for me but it made me realize that I need to do something about my life but at that time it was uh, too much of an experience, so I actually chose to shut it all down, mm. even though I didn't know consciously that I was doing it, but just like, mm. so I just, you know, went on and pursued a, what you call a like normal <laughs> career or whatever. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I went to the, the university and started studying the, I would say, I studied French and, um, mm. and uh, linguistics and, you know, just... Mm. Uh, I started that, um, I think, mid-90s, when I was about 20 years, couple of 20 years. Um, but then in the late 90s, it's, it's sort of, I sort of realized that this wasn't the way and the perspective of being like a high school teacher or something was not the right way. So I went, actually, I went into like a depression 
while I was at the, at the university. And uh, at the same time, uh, in Denmark, they began showing some television program about uh, mystical stuff, you know. Um, so there was a, like a hype in Denmark and the, the sidekicks and the clairvoyants of Denmark who went on national television. And I thought, well, that's the thing I do. <laughs> that's the thing I can do. <laughs> well, you know. so, so, so suddenly there was a name for it. And I said, oh, there are other people in the world who I, I wasn't really, you know, I hadn't really looked much into it or studied it. I was, you know, I was uh, studying French literature. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so... Uh, so, so I started watching these uh, television programs. I think they're called like the Power of the Spirits or something like that. If you translate it. Um, and so, anyway, I and being in a very depressive and sad state, I realized that I couldn't live like that anymore. And so I quit university. Uh, halfway, I got the bachelor's degree, and then I quit and um, and um, started you know, studying and taking training in this, started taking training and healing and, you know, mm -hmm. seeing people who could teach me and, you know. So basically since 2002, that's what I've been doing. Wow. Working and uh, helping people and refining the, what we call the channel, you know, being a mm -hmm. clear channel for the work and, um, and uh, still, training still learning mm -hmm. um yeah so that that's in in short that's my that's my little story about that's fascinating yeah. so how that's, much oh go ahead alexander yeah, yeah. you can go yeah, well can i'm my question i'm curious about um you know, you've had different teachers and different um i imagine you've explored different um methodologies or different modalities to help to strengthen your abilities, your talent. Um, are there specific, I, I'm just curious about like if you, if you have come across different teachings or um, things that were presented to you kind of on this plane, on this earthly plane that have really helped to develop things or if you've found that a lot of it has just come intuitively, or I imagine it's both of those, but I'm wondering if there are things that you can advise people, if, if there are listeners who have um, some, who can relate to some of the things you're talking about, but want to develop it more, if there are things that, that really helped you in your, in your journey. Yeah, I, I would, first of all, I'd say uh, get a teacher, get uh, get get some training because that in this line that that I do there this this misconception that you don't need any training that's the only thing you don't need training in obviously or apparently and I think that's a big mistake mm. we we may have the talent we may have the gift but you still need to control the energies mm. you still need somebody who has has walked a little further than you and who can show you how to control the energies I see so many people getting, uh, I would say, the tilt, the nervous system tilt at some point because they can't handle the energies. So what? So, tell us mm, about that, the tilt. Can yeah, you it, it, it's, it's 
because being you know being psychic it's it's like you you don't have to be like a, a, a open channel of 24/7 it's like a carpenter that works 24/7 you know mm-hmm. it, it, each time he comes to your home he sees some you need to paint this you need to you know yeah <laughs> It's okay to relax. You know, it's okay to be an earthly person, also mm-hmm. to shut it down sometimes. And but you need to be able to open and close uh, the channel and just live a normal life because mm-hmm. each person there's a difference between being psychic and being enlightened. It's not the same thing. There's a big, big difference between you know being like. A, a true master in spirituality and then having psychic abilities it's not mm. the same thing mm. so so i think that's very important because there's some people who think that all psychics are like you know we're like a almighty god or something and it has nothing to do we have the same karmic <laughs> uh, thing to work on we we have the same problems as everybody else i can see many things in my uh, family life and in my love life that because i'm not meant to see them i'm meant to live them mm-hmm. so so being psychic is not about avoiding all the you know all the problems in life mm-hmm. we have to go through them like everybody else but you know intuitively we are maybe a little bit stronger than the average person so we get through them faster and we we may not you know do stupid things like you know but but we we still have to go through what everybody else is going through i think that's a big so so i always i learned that very quickly in my uh how do you say spiritual career whatever you want to call it that you need a master you need a teacher and you need a teacher on the level where you are on and who can take you one step further whatever that is so I mean, this is just out of curiosity, but how would it work? So I mean, you you learn to, as you say, close it and open it. But was there a time when you would just like, would you constantly reading to other people's feelings or the thoughts or? And yeah, you could, and especially in high school, I was just like an open book. Mm. I could just like feel everything, and I felt too much, and I got. And that was where what I meant with the the nervous tilt, <laughs> because mm-hmm. of being too sensitive, or you have to obviously be sensitive person to to be psychic. Um, but I was just so open, and I you know, and I got too many you know like impressions on me. I still have that issue. I would need to work on it. So I'm not too comfortable being in big crowds. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I learned all the techniques, and I still need to like withdraw a bit i'm a more of an introvert person so i still need a lot of solitude a lot of room space and yeah mm-hmm. um but i'm being better but in high school i was a mess and combined with alcohol <laughs> it was really <laughs> because in those days we didn't i didn't know what was going on everybody was drinking and i said well i need to drink too i'm a man right you know <laughs> so uh, but but today I, I I only like drink a beer one every once I don't know two beer a month or something like that I don't really you know but I, I do like a cold beer every once in a while but but maybe two a month or something like that so so you also have to really take care of yourself and your body and your psychology and you know mm-hmm. yeah was, was that a question or did I go on? yeah I mean yeah. I think just out of curiosity on what it's actually like to live with that ability and 
I mean, what is like now? I, is it like, you know, when the doctor comes to a, a party and everyone wants to get an examined or like, or what is it like? Yeah, yeah. I'm, you see, I'm very, I'm very, um, how do you say, I, I don't talk too much about it, actually. I, I don't I don't I don't go around like telling everybody that I you know what I do uh, and not not because I'm ashamed of it or anything but it's just like there's no reason to if they ask me I'll tell them mm -hmm. but I'm much more interesting in 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 hearing them talk about their life and what is going on in their life so that I can maybe you know inspire them or you know so I'm not, so but when people come to me for a consultation I tell them what I see but when we're having a dinner, it's more like, you know, we're having a conversation. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I, I went to parties where, you know, there would be psychics and they would go around all the time giving each other little messages, you know, <laughs> your dead grandfather is here. He needs to tell you that, you know, and, I, and, and I, it was just stupid in my world because, you know, you don't get, you know, you, you need to have your privacy also. Mm -hmm. So 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 I, I'm I'm a strong believer in spirituality being down to earth, you know, being practical mm -hmm. and being clairvoyant needs also to be able to, to live a normal life with family, with children and, and, and to when I give you know, when I give advice, I give them in a way where it can be how do you say transmuted or how do you say that it can be put into everyday life. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so I don't talk about your what kind of angel you have with you, or what kind of guide you have with you, or what your what your what's going to happen with you in five years' time, or something. Or you know, I talk about here and now, what's going on, what are your potentials, what is stopping you from living that potential, and uh, mm -hmm. how can you reconnect to your soul's purpose in life. That's basically what I do. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah, I like that you said that when we were having a conversation beforehand that, you know, I think a lot of people can be attracted to, you know, just like, oh, I just want to know, like, what's going to happen in five years or, you know, just as a way of entertainment. But you were kind of strong on emphasizing that now it should be like, because we're all here to learn. That's, you know, right. we come yeah. here to work yeah. out our karma and... and yeah, I just liked what you said there. And, and also because, you see, the future hasn't been written yet. As long as the as long as long the effect hasn't occurred, you can change the cause, right? Cause and effect. As mm. long as the effect hasn't occurred, you can change the cause. So you can mm. always do better. Whatever is out there, you're, 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 you're setting your GPS to a certain destination. That's where you're heading, right? But mm. you can always make choices in the way, okay? So, so instead of telling people, you know, this is going to happen, you're going to fall off a cliff or, you know, you'll end up in Greenland, some cold weather and everything's going to be miserable. <laughs> you can also give them the choice, you know, you can make it better. But you need to do this and you have to understand this about yourself and you need to change your life, basically. So instead of, you know, instead of what, what is called the predetermined causality, which is basically fixed causality, fixed future, we actually co-create with the universe all the time hmm. yeah. every minute we could we create and we or we co-create with ourselves and the divine in in whatever way is right if we if we want to create miserable future we can have that or if we want to you know create beautiful future we can have that 
So I'm not going to be the one who says, you, you can't do that. That's not possible. <laughs> I'm more interested in finding out other ways we can make this future happen. Other ways we can, you know. So does it make sense? That's, yeah. That's and I think this is important. I've, I've had um, met with astrologers or someone, I was in Nepal a few years ago, and someone said, oh, you have this, and this will happen in a few years, and da, da, da. And I'm this kind of person who very easily, you know, that can be like an affirmation if someone tell you this is what's going to happen. Because it's like, even though I'm kind of aware that, you know, it's like, it's my karma and you know, maybe yeah, I will follow that path. But it's like, it's more like presenting a map and you can go to that corner of the map and then this is going to happen. But you can also yeah. go to this corner. And also like for the three of us, we follow the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda, who yeah. was a great yogic master. And he was told that he was going to be a widow exactly. three yeah. um, married three times and uh, or something like that. And instead he lived a life as a yogic master and a monk. So it's exactly. like, yes, we can have our karma, but we can work with the karma. Mm. Exactly, I agree completely. Yeah, you you have like a roadmap, and then you you know, it, and you, there's a magnetism drawing you towards a certain pattern or certain habits. But you can always through the willpower, always through good intention, and and through consciousness, you can change it a bit. It's not like I'm going to be an astronaut or something because I have a fear of heights, or you know, it's not my dynamic way to be like this in this life. But you know, I can I can choose what kind of psychic I want to be. I can choose, uh, you know, a lot of things, and I can certainly always choose to be a nicer person. Mm. Mm. That, that, that's, a, that, that's the only thing they can take away. Whatever that's going on, they can take away our our free will to think whatever we want or feel what we want. Mm. So we work on that, and then we become more like you know how we want to be. So that's true, and and also because, as you said, uh, Sandra, that it it people who come to people, someone like me, will often have like uh, how do you say, will often think of me like as an authority, and therefore will listen, and maybe, you know, he said that, then it must be true, and and then it can be like a how do you say, a prophecy going through. Uh, Instead of you know because they, they it weakens their own willpower, mm-hmm. as you said the way I understood you. So yeah. it's so important that we don't give any, you know, determinate determined. Uh, it's gonna be like this, and nothing you can do about it. Especially a bad, uh, how do you say, bad advice, advice that's going to bring a negative future. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that that you have to that we just sit around and you know pat people on the shoulder. It's not like that. But we, but we, we don't say this is going to happen, you can't do anything about it because I simply don't believe that. So that's interesting. What what would be your advice for the best way to utilize, for, for a person to utilize your gift? So to say, okay, I'm really interested in what you're saying and I'd love to have a session. So what, as a, um, as a client, what would be the best approach to getting that, reading or or whatever you would say because you don't want to go in with like okay I, I i i'm gonna know it all and this is what's happening and i have no control over it um but you would want to use the information because clearly what you would you would only be you would only receive what is meant to be communicated 
first of all. So you you right. may not be told things that may happen tomorrow yeah. that could be a big deal, but you're not meant to know or the, the client isn't meant to know. But um, I suppose I'm just thinking like, okay, you don't want it to be this like hard and fast rock of like unchangeable information that you just need to succumb to. But would it be more of a, okay, the, the path that you're heading down, these are the potentialities. These are the likelihoods of, of where you're carrying your life. And so like more of like, um, road signs, I guess, of like alert, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Warning! Warning! Yeah, yeah. one-way street. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 it, it, it's it's yeah. It's uh it's redirecting people to their their path. You could say mm -hmm. that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. Um. But you see, most people when they come, they don't know what they want. Mm. Uh -huh. they, they they don't know what they really want. They call me because they, you know. They feel they're stuck having, or they're having love problems, or mm. and and my job is to tell them that they were the, they are with a very stupid man, a bad man, you know. So <laughs> it, it it doesn't necessarily always align, you know, what they want to hear and what I'm going to tell them. Mm. But but when I before I start a session, I always ask for that the guides, the divine, whatever is up there helping, because they can. I give them messages that are useful, loving, and can be Im implemented in their life. Mm. Mm. Practical, so, maybe. So, so, so practical, exactly. Mm -hmm. So so the whole idea is not to give them the lottery number, numbers, which we can't do anyway, because mm. we're never allowed to do things that is for ego purposes anyway. So mm. when, that's also one of the funny myths. Why can't you give me the lottery tickets? You know, yeah. <laughs> I say because... because because that would not serve a higher purpose. That would just put me in the Bahamas with a nice uh, cold beer in my hand and, you know, and not being able to help people anymore, you know. So mm -hmm. just be off, <laughs> you know. So we're not supposed to do, to know that. Uh, but actually, I have helped a lot of uh, businessmen become rich in their lives when they, because, for instance, when they, should I buy this stock? Uh, when should I buy? How should I sell? When should I sell? I have actually done that for uh, a few years when I was more like, Experiment with that to very high level of success here. Mm. So, but, but then I just, you know, this is not the way to get people rich. Mm -hmm. But I had a phase with that. So it was actually, and I also did some, I used my psychic ability at one point to uh, to gamble also, which was not a good thing, but mm. I did it and I won a lot of money until I became addicted. Oh, wow. <laughs> not good. I really probably. Uh, would not advise that way either. Um, so you see, you can do it, and you can do it in a useful way, and you or you can misuse it. Mm -hmm. And but today, always do it in so I get loving, useful, and practical uh, advice for people that are in alignment with their spiritual path here today, not where they're going to be in five years or ten years, or how many kids they're going to have, stuff like that. I don't mm -hmm. do that. But mm -hmm. I would, I'd, I'd like to give them what I call like a weather forecast, which basically <laughs> means that well, how are the energies and uh, what would be a good way, uh, you know, for doing when would be good time to move or get a new job, stuff like that. No mm -hmm. problem. But telling them that they're going to work at IBM or Microsoft, uh, you know, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. When we were talking beforehand, you were mentioning something about this, how you would not, you know, 
feel like the man with the crystal ball and like telling them everything they want to know, but only give them something which is helpful for them. And you said also that this is in alignment with the new age of energy or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, I, I, yeah. And before we went on recording, I think I, I, when I talked to you, I um, was talking about the, this old way of seeing psychic work and the, the new way of seeing. You see, basically, the, this whole psychic idea emerged strongly in the 1850s and, and henceforward a bit, at the same time where, where the sciences, natural sciences, really also had a, you know, where the, the church had lost a bit of its influence and we were leaning more and more towards uh, science and natural science. So spirituality also became, or the certain line in spirituality, psychic, the psychic approach to it anyway, especially in England, um they wanted they, they were focused on proving the existence of god mm. and and the, the way they thought it would be like to tell them that well you know if if we can see that some some uh, some person who is on the other side when he lived he had a big bowling hat and like a certain red wine and you know and that would sort of prove the existence of something more than just the physical world Right. So, so that has basically been the paradigm for the last 150 years or so, mm. until about now, where we were entering a new age, and astro in astrology we're entering the Aquarian age, and some people talk of the ages and the energy age, where it's much more like enlightenment, awareness, consciousness, soul development that is uh, the focus. So we also need that, you know. We also need to step up a bit and not not prove anything because at the end of the day, there will always be a critic, critics or skeptics who say, well, you could have Googled it, you know, you could have uh, done a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And so, so we need to go beyond that level, the Google level. You know, we need to go deep in certain people and not just whatever you could find on Facebook or internet, you know. Right. Does it make sense? You know, yeah. so, but... but 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 many people they they would be like, oh you could just, you could have just uh, you know that you, you you have just done some research or whatever. So so we're not even talking from that level. We're talking mm -hmm. on a much more deeper level where, when when we help people we we make them feel what is going on in them. Mm -hmm. You know we, we 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 touch their hearts and you know that that's the proof. Right. That's the proof. If we touch them, if, if if we make them aware of what's going on, and they and we give them the courage and the power to change, that's the proof in my world. It's not about you know. I used to do that. I could see a lot of weird stuff. I went I went on some television programs five six years ago. Dame's television called, I think it's called Sensing Murder in the American version of it, where we solve murder cases. You know, clever solving murder cases. And then we had to do all these facts, you know. Mm. But that's not what it's about when we're talking counseling, you know. Yeah. That's not what it's about. It's about do we, if we touch them, if we make them change, if we impact in that sense, then mm. that's the proof. So mm. to me, out of this this old paradigm where we prove, because people who won't prove, they, they, they're still going to need proof tomorrow. They're not prepared 
They'll always They're find an excuse. Need, They're Maybe. still going to need proofs tomorrow. They're still going to need proofs and more proofs and more proofs simply because they're not willing to, you know, go within. Mm. Maybe a resistance that, to change it, as well. Yeah, it's that simple. That they're resistant, so you can you can tell them exactly what their uh, grandmother's name was. You can tell them whatever their favorite dishes are, and they'll still say, eh, eh. You Google Good it, guess. your Facebook Good guess. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, so, so yeah. It's really not that interesting anymore. I've done like tens of thousands of sessions now, and I'm really not into that anymore. I'm really mm. not. But mm. I am. I'm so uh, obsessed with helping people getting back on track with their lives. That's my big obsession. Well, and that goes in with the spiritual counseling. So how does that fold in? Because you've got the clairvoyant side, which would be more about tuning into um, what somebody, what's coming for somebody or what they're grappling with. And then you have the spiritual counseling. And those things, I imagine, go very much hand in hand. Yeah, basically it's the same. But, you know, people people sometimes can have difficulties of understanding what does that mean, spiritual counseling, what the devil does that mean. <laughs> you know, so, so to, to me it's like, it's, it's, it's just like, how do you say, appendix? It's like it's something extra on the... Mm-hmm. To, to the counseling because I think I would imagine there are counts, spiritual counselors who don't use psychic abilities. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure, but to me, that's the way I use uh, the psychic ability to help people. Like you would go to a spiritual counselor or a spiritual coach or something. That's the way I do it. So no. is it sort of like your clairvoyance helps to um, maybe open a door for them to this bigger world, and then the spiritual counseling comes in and says like. Now, there's work that you need to do within yourself to line yourself more. Yeah. And, and here's how you can take more control over that, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you see, we have, we have to first lay the, the foundation. And often people come because they're just, they have, they have a, a, a concrete problem. And we also, of course, need to help them with that, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, so, so, but, but we have to also give them a, a, a broader and deeper perspective. Mm. But we give them the tools both to handle their, you know, the, the, the hindrance, the problem that is at hand, and then make them understand why they have this issue right now. What is, what, what's the karma behind it? And, you know, and then make them realize, well, I don't have to do it like that. I can do it. And, and that's when it, the, that, that's where the spiritual counseling comes in to make them see and, feel themselves also as a spiritual being and not just a physical one with, you know, everything. I often say that the more I think about myself and my physical, uh, then I have problems. And when I think about others and how I can help them, I have interesting things to do. You know, mm-hmm. so, so that's a good way of, you know, detach, I mean, I detach myself from all my, you know, everyday problems, then it becomes a mess. But if I focus on my spirituality and how I can serve, then I have interesting, fascinating things to do. And that's what I also want to convey to others, you know, that if, if they keep on focusing, oh, my life, I have problems, 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 <laughs> then more problems will, will appear, you know. But if they start focusing, there's a reason and there's a lesson to be learned in it. Then they can sort of detach themselves a little bit from um, from what's going on. So, so it's basically freedom I'm trying to give to people. I think mm-hmm. that, that they actually have the freedom to choose what, you know, how they want to see themselves and how they want to live. 
Okay, yeah. yeah, and do you ever get universal messages? I mean, right now we're in a um, time of great change, and uh, I guess there are a lot of people feeling confused, anxious, I, I mean, right. fearful, name it. I mean, no one, we knew the world in, in one way two months ago, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, everything changed, you you know, yeah. I, I can't even go to Norway. Norway is like Sweden, but the border is closed. I, you know, yeah. you can't go and, I mean, the summer is coming up. You can't plan a trip and um, you yeah. can't even go out and hug your friends. And um, yeah, it's, it's a strange yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And uh, I'm not going to say what I think about this situation, but I think that we all can agree that it's a message to everybody that we cannot continue living like the way we, we did before. I think that's the big universal message in this. But the, 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 the deeper ins and outs, I'm, I'm not sure what, it, what they mean with mm -hmm. this situation. But, but certainly it means that we, we need to look at ourselves. And, and I think also the best way to handle a situation like this is to deal with your own karma. Mm -hmm. Because we can't, it's too big to sort of, you know, change the world, you know, but, but you can deal with your own uh, fear if you have that about the situation. You can you can ask yourself how how will I live? And you you can I a practice I do a lot is gratitude, where I think uh, what am I grateful for today? And because three months ago I could go to a coffee shop and buy a coffee, sit with my friends. Now I can't. <laughs> no, that's mm. Mm. So, so just being grateful for the little little things in life. You know, um, and uh, but your question was, do I get? Yeah, I get them when when I'm sort of like writing, and I'm actually writing on a book right now on intuition. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, I get it because it, it's supposed to go to a broad audience and has to be like universal for a lot of people and not just for the person I'm facing. You know, mm -hmm. so so I don't get universal message just for you. You know, I get them when I. It's supposed to be for a lot of people. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. So, so it depends on how I focus. You know, it depends on how I focus. I'm mm. quite interested in, in from a process perspective, when you're working with a client, are you picking up from them directly or are you, is there like a, are you a conduit between like their higher self and, or is there a guide? Are there guides involved? Or, I mean, are you more of like a channel or are you just um, yeah. picking up from them and their energy? I, yeah. I know there are I, different... In, in, the, in, the, in the beginning, I, it, 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 it was very, how to say, uh, uh, complex. <laughs> because I first went into the system, read the uh, chakras and the auras, and then I had to interpret it. What did that mean? And that, 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 and, and now it's just like an order recorder. I just push, push play and I just start talking. Mm. I don't mm. look at them. I don't go into their energy system at all. I'm not interested because there's a lot of, I'm just telling them what they need to hear because I have faith in what is, I'm receiving. Is That's the purest way you can actually receive the messages. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, it was more like, you know, I receive, I get a, a vibe, I get a picture, a feeling, and then I would, translate this, this what i'm getting to the client but that took forever mm. so so now it's just like uh, yeah there are guides involved and there are you know uh, what, what you call the higher angels it's called mm. 
uh, Arch- Archangels. Archangels, yeah, mm-hmm. they're involved, uh, but um, but um, but to me, it's 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 often more confusing actually when I focus on it. I just push play on the recorder and I just talk. That's <laughs> fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, but but uh, but you need to, and that's also why if you're going to work as a psychic, you have to work on yourself. Mm. You have to work on your personality and your pattern and your traumas and your messy and stupid conceptions about the world. And you have to, you have to develop. Um, how do you say? You have to. You have to train on surrendering to what you're getting. You mm. have to learn to have faith and trust in what you're receiving, because if you start and I had big trouble with them in the beginning. Because I was, uh, even though I grew up with all this, I still had when I had to help people and tell them something. I was like, oh, they're gonna be sad hearing this, or they're gonna be mad at me, or oh, so maybe it's not right, or oh, how can I say it in another word? You know. Mm. But eventually, I just learned the more loyal you are to the energy in the message, the way it's going, you know, it's coming, the the better it'll get. Mm. And this is not. This is not uh, how do you say? This is not like uh, you know cuddling a baby. It's not like uh, it's uh, it can be, spirituality can be a pretty rough business, you know. And that's also one of the I think the the big misconceptions about it that it that it's supposed to be like fluffy and uh, all uh, how do you say yeah. uh, uh, unicorns and, uh, and angels and angels yeah. and harp music floating around and you know. That's not spirituality for me. Spirituality means that you that you align yourself with the the divinity, and then you 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 work and you live and implement it in your daily life, and you accept whatever comes, and work with that. It's it's not like you know we we just like uh, you know oh I don't get mad because I'm spiritual or you know I never get angry or you know I I don't believe in that but that's just denial you have mm-hmm. to work with it and then you like you put manure in the ground you have to like you know transmute the energy into something for instance anger can be transmuted into power and you know mm-hmm. so so you, you transform the energy um but but that's not the other, the other version of spirituality is I don't believe in that way you just like oh I, I never get uh, I'm you know <laughs> yeah I'm not, I, I, I never I never practice that I, I used to be uh, I used to be in the Tibetan Buddhist system before I went into the a new path and that's it's all about transmuting the energies it's not about denying anything it's mm-hmm. about rechanneling the energy uh, to to greater and higher uh, the higher chakras, you could say. Mm. Yeah. yeah, suppression is always dangerous. Mm. Always, always, and that—that's the—that's the big, you know, the middle way. What should, what should you accept, and what should you work on? Because you can't, you can't change everything in a lifetime. You have to pick your battles. I think you have to be aware because sometimes it, this is just too steep a hill. I can't climb that. I'll drink a beer. You know, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. But but maybe I can work on my anger and and not be so angry. Oh, I'll have a beer because that helps me calm down. Okay, mm-hmm. so so it can be useful also, mm-hmm. or you know, sex and uh, you know, having fun and you know, you, it shouldn't be also. You have to be like a monk or not. I don't believe in that. Not not for the, not for most people because mm-hmm. we. I I think the future will be. 
where we become more and more spiritual in daily life mm-hmm. and not 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 uh, escaping daily life and becoming spiritual in some monastery or something i think we have yeah. to be more spiritual in everyday life and you're that. a great example of that. I mean, you have how many kids? Four. Oh, I stopped counting. <laughs> I, was, uh, no, I have, I have four, two, uh, children, and uh, I don't know what you call it—a bonus son. The bonus. A bonus yeah. son and uh, a cat, and <laughs> so yeah. yeah. You have a big family, and big family, you know, yeah. you're not the stereotypical what you think like we see in movies like this old lady sitting in her little uh, <laughs> parlor with the no, yeah no. with with a crystal bowl like exactly. like if you would I don't know, I think if you would meet I would meet you and not knowing you I would guess you're like some kind of businessman or something yeah or, uh, but I, ne- I never I never how do you say I never identified myself with I try not to identify with anything actually because yeah. I, the minute you start identifying with identify with behavior and identify with good things, but but the minute you start identifying with something that you're not, then you get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I went to all these mess. I was a fairy. What is it called? Fair like mess. conferences or fairs, yeah, fairs or you know like big where where all these psychics would sit and do sittings and with the mm-hmm. crystal balls and the. You know, and and I just thought this is not me. How do I fit in here? You know, mm. <laughs> yeah. so so true, true. You have you have to find your own way of being spiritual. As I said, I'm I live. I'm a I'm a lay spiritual. I'm a layman living, but I meditate every day as much as time and uh, you know resources allow me to, and I try to be a good example for everybody around me and read and you know but i also know that the minute i start to pretend that i'm something that i'm a monk mm. it will not work the minute i start i can't drink a beer i can't uh, have sex with my girlfriend i can't do that i can't do that then it will it will it will the the blessing will not will stop i think that, that's been yeah. my experience but the, the minute you find the balance between living uh, normal life and your meditation, then 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 it fits. But if you start, I, I only meditate eight hours a day, and I will not have anything to do with the worldly people, and you know, then it becomes a mess. Well, and that's interesting. I've been reading this this little book called The Four Agreements. Have you have either of you read that? Mm-hmm. It's it's this beautiful little book, and it really simplifies. Like it just boils everything to for progression down to like these four key things. And um, one of the points that was that he just made yesterday when I was reading it was um, this little antidote where or anecdote, sorry, um, where the somebody went to a spiritual master and said, "If I meditate two hours a day." How quickly can I become enlightened? And he said, two hours a day, you can become enlightened in 10 years. And he said, okay, master, what if I meditate for eight hours a day? And he said, for eight hours a day, you can become enlightened in 20 years. And he said, wait a minute. So if I'm going to meditate more, I'm going to, it's going to take longer. And the master said, well, you're, you're to live a life of joy and um, service or, or whatever it was. And if you're going to spend that much more time meditating, there's that much less time of actual engagement with life 
and that opportunity will be missed. So yeah. it will take you longer. And I was like, wow, that really flips things on its head. Yeah, um, it does. And yeah. I think it's so, so much why, of it the is. Man. Exactly. Yeah. See, I've tried to do the other. I've, I've tried to be that guy who thought, ah, just, uh, you know, no girlfriend, no life, no nothing. Just meditate, 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 meditate. But it's not my path, you know. So, mm. so it's true. It's very true because there's a big blessing in service. It's mm. a big blessing and the big uh, cleansing of karma in service of, of us. But so, 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 yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Very and true. also, like, as you said, the mix of living in the world, but, you know, also finding the balance of having a spiritual life and also living a material life. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. that's something that you alluded to, too, that um, I that is such a wonderful goal to have. And it's something that I, you know, keep continuing to work on because like you, I meditate every day. And when I'm meditating, most of the time, I'm feeling this beautiful connection to source or to, to the divine. And then I'm, I can kind of hold on to it for a little bit. And then, you know, I'll find myself in the midst of my day completely immersed, you know, in this material plane and, and forgetting that there's this whole other realm that, of, of support that I have, you know, and, and yeah. love and yeah. compassion and um, that I have accessible to me whenever I put my attention there and and I just yeah. get really weighed down in in the doing of whatever yeah. it is I'm involved in. And so that is just that in and of itself is such a worthwhile practice of just remembering yeah. when you're remembering. not in meditation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We weren't taught, I don't know how about how it works in the States, but in Denmark, we weren't taught that. Remember God every day, every in everything you do. Remember mm. God. We weren't taught that. Right. I grew up in a totally non-spiritual. Not home. here in Sweden. So, so you see, so so, but it, it's it's a good practice that you think in everything you do, and we forget. Mm. We, as you say, we forget all the time, and then we oh, mm -hmm. then we remember. And I think it's just a matter of habit that we mm. eventually we will remember. Yeah. Mm. So, so so not to be discouraged, but just say oh, I. I'll remember again. I remember yeah. again. Yeah. And we have opportunity <laughs> all day long. You know, all we get the long. practice yeah. all day. It's just a matter all of... <laughs> That's the beauty of life, that we get another chance today and tomorrow. And, you know, so yeah. we can always improve. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, I was reading back in autobiography of a yogi yesterday of how Paramahansa Yogananda spends time with his master, Sri Yukteswar. And he was mentioning how, you know, he didn't need to meditate because, you know, if you reach that point, your meditation is for you to tap into that, as you say, Carl. But then the trick mm -hmm. is to go out in the world, be with your screaming child or yeah, with your yeah, yeah. family that push your buttons <laughs> and keep on, you know, yeah, being in yeah. that state of joy and love. and Or uh, seeing yeah. it as, triggered. yeah, how it can help you progress. You know, how, okay, even yeah. this is for my progression and this is for my learning and, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I use the practice when I meet or experience what you call a trouble situation. I think of it as, as purification. Mm. And, yeah. and when, I, when I experience when I, what I, I interpret it as a nice experience, I see it as a blessing. 
So that's mm. also a practice you can do that you just yeah. instead of this is not supposed to happen. All this, <laughs> oh, this is stupid. And then you just see that things are leaving you. It's a, it's a purification. Oh yeah. And then you mm. and when you experience something that's wonderful and you see a beautiful sunset and you know you're holding your girlfriend in your arms and you know you see that's a blessing. Mm. That's, I think that's instead of uh, when is this going to end? In a minute she will uh, yell at me. You know. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Just, just enjoy <laughs> the moment. And, you know. But but right. but it, either way it's positive. Mm. Either way it's it's helping yeah. you instead of saying, and I've struggled a lot with that. Accept what you call acceptance, and you know, where I thought this is not supposed to happen to me. Why did this happen to me? Why can't it be like this? You know, mm-hmm. right, right. <laughs> I think that's, that's very important that we that we don't see things that we experience as something negative or bad, or but or don't see karma as bad or good or anything, but just see it as you know, just a result mm-hmm. of something. Right. Mm. Yeah, and so, that's a good lesson for everyone right now practicing mm-hmm. acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. But so, it can be tricky. It can be tricky. Absolutely. It is. So because, because we are, we are up against something uh, and 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 the how to say the ego can be a very sticky uh, thing. You know, it can really and we, we can we, we can all, we can actually misinterpret spirituality for ego where we think we are very spiritual and very helpful and very, and, and we are just, you know, just filled yeah. out the ego bucket once again. And, you know, yeah. so, uh, so we have to be aware. And, but I think we always can tell by the level of joy we feel inside. Mm. Oh, and I, I often teach when I have classes, when they ask, what is the difference between ego and intuition how do we, how can we say when it's ego that wants something or it's actually intuition i always say if you feel peace in your heart and joy mm. and it, it, if it's sort of contracting you if it's sort of uh yes yes, yes eccentric you know then it's ego. but if you feel yes it's like that i'm going to do that but you don't do it in a yes 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 way or no 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 you do it in a yes it's like that mm. then it's intuition that's beautiful yeah. So, do you do sessions um, via Skype or Zoom or anything like if if people wanted to connect connect with sure. you? Yeah, actually, and especially in these days now, I do. But yeah, I've been doing for years. Uh, I have clients in Japan and Dubai and all over Europe, mm-hmm. uh, Greenland. I have a couple in us actually also yeah i do them through skype or uh, or zoom mm-hmm. uh, so so feel free and you i do sessions in danish english and french actually also because it's oh, wow, nice. <laughs> wonderful <laughs> yeah um so would you like to let us know how how can people connect with you how could they contact you and we can put it in our show notes as well. So you that... can put it on, and you can go to my my website, which is uh, www, and then Jasper Circle. Maybe you write it. Mm-hmm. I will. Yeah. G-A-R-D dot D-K. and you just send me a message, and we can do uh, a session. Okay. Mm. Perfect. You're interested if this in any way has been inspiring to you. I, sure. I, I find it very inspiring. Yeah, I kind of want to book a session. I know, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much. This has been such yeah, a joy. It's been yeah. Thank yeah. you. For... It's me who says thank you. It's been a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And uh, 
see you sometimes in the future, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I hope so. Absolutely. Once the borders open up. Yeah, once the borders open up. Exactly. Yeah, right. Okay. Thank right. you so okay. much. Thank you for having me. Thank Take you. Care. Bye. Bye. Bye.